0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun. Usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth give what gives way, or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. First a man works from son to son, but a woman's work is never done. Or wait, it goes the other way. A woman works from son to son, but a man's work is never done. Or wait, wait, it goes like this way. A child runs from son to son, but mom and dad don't think it's fun because their responsibilities are never done. So really, the key theme here is never done. Just like you and me, we are never done seeking, living, and doing kingdom stuff. Do you know why? The gospel will last longer than the earth. The gospels are forever. Yay! Next, how would you like to get the absolute answer of how we should function between the first and second coming of Jesus Christ? And what if I told you the answer to this question is found in two efficient and spiritual functions? That's right. Yep. I'm going to tell you that. And then finally, he loves us. Check. Does he like us? Yes. But sometimes when we pray, we think that our answered prayers are about our own wellness only. We keep thinking along those lines. Wrong. Answered prayers are a testimony and a witness to the glory of God, not to make us all warm and fuzzy. There's more important things in life.
1: You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience. Local, national, and heavily talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Oy vey. Spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now you know you can email us David at himusincrease dot org. David at himusincrease dot org. You can text us two one four two one zero eight four eight three two one four two one zero eight four eight three. You can call us nine seven two. Four four five zero seven seven zero. When you do make that call, you know, you get to talk to Captain Chris. I just want you to know what that's like. It's like getting an amusement park pass that makes you first on every single ride. And then you will be... All right. Now, like we mentioned, we're going to grab Sergio and bring him on the show right now. And like we mentioned, you know, you can ask questions. There might be answers. If you're asking me about physics, my answer is McDonald's McNuggets. Those, I don't know how that works in physics. I don't know. All right. Send him through. Let's see what Sergio, our brother, needs. This is David. This is this my brother Sergio? <laughs> yes, sir, David. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic, my brother. How are you doing?
2: Good. Happy Friday to you and to all the... All the audience,
0: you as well, my brother. You as well. How can I help you?
2: Hey, I just wanted to take another angle today, uh, a little bit more of a you know Happy Friday, uh, you know, going into the weekend. So uh, a little bit more of a, of a sports question for you, David. I I I, I I remember that you mentioned um, you know you're born and raised in Detroit. You have mentioned uh, the the Red Wings in, in past conversations, correct?
0: Yes, that is correct, sir.
2: So yes.
0: what do you, what's your
2: take? On um, back in the day, your dynasty, the Bad Boys. Um, how do you think they would fare in today's NBA?
0: So you're, you're, you're a straight out question. You asked me about the I, I, uh, the Isaiah Thomas and the, the Bad Boys yeah. of the NBA. Oh, what a great question, Hey, and then, and then,
2: hey uh, David, uh, I'll hang up and listen. Have a great weekend to you and all the radio audience. I love all of you and keep up the good work, sir.
0: Thank Have you. God bless you. All right. Thank you. Likewise. All right. What a great question. This is just a fantastic question. He's talking about the bad boys. For those of you that don't know, there was a period of time before Michael Jordan broke through. Okay. And I don't think a lot of people, it's not a huge sports argument that who was the greatest basketball player. It's not, I mean, I know some people try to do that. But, you know, Michael Jordan won three titles, went and played baseball. (laughs) Okay. Which. Maybe didn't turn out that great, and then came back and won three more titles. Okay, that, that's pretty much that's all you got to know. That's there's no and so. But before he broke through, there was one team that kept stopping him, and that was the Detroit Pistons, and they were known as the Bad Boys. And uh, you had. Uh, uh you know Isaiah Thomas was part of the bad boys and and, and Lanier was a part of the bad boys and Danny uh, Thomas was a part of the bad boys. Just all of these people were just and and then Dennis Rodman before he turned into an absolute nut job he was one of those bad boys and the thing that was amazing about that whole time and i just think it's great that Sir Charles has questioned the thing that was amazing the whole time is they weren't actually that great of a team per se Okay, they did beat the Lakers like later on, you know, in the uh, in that in that one meet where everybody thought that Detroit would get blown out. But the one thing the bad boys did that was better than anybody else is they got in everybody's head, and that's what messed up the good play. So. How would they do against today's teams? I'm not sure that Steph Curry would have as much of a problem uh, you know, with somebody with you know, with Lanier kind of making snarky comments and stuff like that as some of the other people. I think it, dri- it drove Michael Jordan crazy. <laughs> it used to be called the Jordan plan just to let you know. <laughs> they denied it until they all got together and did an interview and started laughing. So anyway, the bottom line is I think they were a, a great team, a phenomenal team of a very difficult team to beat because they were strong in defense. I'm not sure they were a top 10 team, but they, they, they did delay the inevitable in NBA work. And put Michael Jordan in a place where he really, 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 really despised all of them. So that's just my, you know, sportsy take. You know, I'm not really a, you know, I mean, I love sports and I'm a big Red Wing fan, but I'm just giving you my take. I don't think, Sergio, they would be quite as good as the top tiers now because I think somebody like Steph Curry, and I saw him make the shot where he turned his head and did that three quarter shot and drained it in the net. It's like, yeah, that's. <laughs> That's amazing. In regards to the racist, I mean, LeBron, I don't think much about that because I, I just don't think he knows what a team is. I think without Wade, you know, tough, tough, tough time. So, you know, Dwayne Wade was a great player, though, so that was different. May, he made the difference. Okay. That's my sports take. <laughs> Are we getting into sports? Everybody's going, what happened to this show? I don't know. I'll just do my teaching. We'll do our, our thing uh, our trivia question after this, okay? All right, never done, Mark chapter 13, verse 30 through 31. Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Have you ever considered what that meant? I mean, Jesus didn't just say that for the fun of it. He's talking about this generation would pass, but he said, heaven and earth, Are going to pass away. Now, what happens is people who are uh, caught up in the worldly spirit think, no, no, we can fix the earth. No, you can't. First of all, it's a footstool for God. So just so you can understand, it's his footstool. You don't own earth. God owns earth. And God has already told people, I'm making a new one. Okay? That's like having a car and you're driving it, but you know, at some point, you're just going to clunk it over and get your new car so you don't really care what happens. It's, like it's a little different attitude about it. Listen, heaven and earth is going to pass away, whether people like it or not. That's what's going to happen. And so there's no Band-Aids that are going to change that. There's no earth firsters. You know, people are out there trying to spike SUVs because that will save the planet. They're only doing that because they're so full of sin and boredom. They want something evil to do. Not, that's not gonna save the it's not going to save them. It's going to cost more in environmental process to clean those things than it would if they just left them alone. Makes zero sense at all. But Second Peter chapter 3, verse 13 says, What kind of people are we? We're a people that look for a new heavens and a new earth. Why? First of all, the Earth on this one it has sin in it. Second of all, in case you didn't know that sin permeated into nature, and that's why the Bible says in Romans chapter eight that nature groans to be to be redeemed to find its redemption. When will that happen? That will happen. At some point, whether the – you know how that happens with the rapture, after the rapture, the millennium, and, and how that's – I, I, my best answer is I don't have the dates for you, and neither does anybody else. But we know for sure that when the program is done here, God's going to say, time for a reset on the whole thing. New heavens, new earth, an earth without sin, without the pollution of sin, nature not in bondage, man not in bondage, fellowship with God not disrupted, which is like that's what heaven is. And enjoying God and enjoying his communion, enjoying all the things that he had with no weeping, no darkness, no pain, no anything. And it's like that's what we want, and so when Jesus says, "I say to this generation will pass away, but heaven and earth uh, when these take place, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. The gospel will go with us all the way into eternity. We'll be in eternity, and we will never forget that Jesus set things for us to fellowship with God forever. That." Is what Jesus was talking. I was like, wow, that's some serious stuff. That's why he said lay up treasures for heaven and not on earth. Okay? Okay. All right, we'll take our break, then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: What is the David Spoon experience?
0: The word gospel means good news. Now, that's fun. That's funny in the sense that when people think of God, they always think of judgment and wrath. But the fact of the matter is God even creating us gives us a sense of understanding that there is a commitment, a love, a connection to us. And that is, get ready, good. That's a good thing. So if you take a look around... Right? Just take a little look around. If you watch television, listen to the radio, like us, search the Internet, get on Facebook, read magazines. The one thing that you're going to notice that there is very little gospel or good news in the world. You want to know why? One, good news doesn't sell. So let's just be honest, right? If you've been in media for any length of time, you know if it bleeds, it leads, That's the mindset, and it has to do with money. It has to do with power. So that power, that money, that influence, which actually has a demonic origin, but that all is connected towards not good news because not good news means that you'll be paying attention because there's so much going on. In fact, there's a fear, a terror, an anxiety, a doubt, even a doom that's within the world. And here's the kicker. If you are personally experiencing these dis in your life, it's likely that you and I are allowing foul influences of the world to affect us. But Jesus brought a different slant on life. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Well, why not as the world gives? Because everything the world gives is a lie. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we live our lives more freely from trouble, it means that we're walking more closely with the king of kings. He wants us to be free from fear and trouble in the worldly sense. So we, the question is, how is our heart doing? How are we doing on the inside? Are we free or are we in bondages? Because remember, Jesus did come to set the captives free, right? In Psalm 112, verse 7, King David writes, He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. We need to be free from troubled and fearful hearts. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's amen 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we're going to open up with our next trivia question. Let's play the horn. Playing the horn. Here we go. True or false, Moses was buried in Jerusalem. True or false? If you think you know the right answer, you can call 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214 210 8483. As well, you can send an email to david at he must org. Before we do anything else, we're going to pray for Ukraine, plus also give thanks for some of the prayers that are being answered, by the way. So let's do that together as a fellowship, as a family, okay? Here we go. Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you and praise you for everything. Look, you're in charge of our lives. If you, if you, Nobody asked me how this show was going to go, and you're doing what you want. And we want to follow that. And even if we don't get it, we want to follow you because we want to trust you in everything, that your purposes extend beyond our insights. And so we're praying for Ukraine, and we're asking you to bring peace to a situation we don't get. But we're asking you to declare peace and proclaim the gospel there and let people who have no hope find hope in you and let there be a comfort for them and watch over them. And, Lord, we want to thank you also for baby Theo, the updates that we've got. Oh, my goodness, Lord, it's such a blessing. He's doing better. He's progressing. And I, and I throw that in there with thanking you for my own grandson, Easton, that he's doing better and progressing. And your kindness, it, it it exceeds us. Your kindness is beyond us. We're not worthy of the kindness that you extend to us. And now for the rest of the audience that's out there, I know there's people who are hurting and people who are suffering. Comfort them. You are a God of comfort. And we ask you to comfort them. Love on them. Let them know that you care. And that you are near them. And let them be aware of your presence, of your commitment, and of how important they are to you. I mean, you paid the blood of Jesus Christ for them. So minister to them. As only you can. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okay. So, all right, let's go. What are we okay? Uh back to the trivia question. And then I don't know if I'll be able to sneak it. I can sneak in my They're they're really short, my jokes. They're really not that good. <laughs> That's why they're short, get it? Uh true or false, Moses was buried in Jerusalem. True or false, if you think you know the answer again, you can call in nine seven two got a bunch of people texting in, but we can you can call in nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. you can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three or send an email to David at increase dot org We're only gonna do a few of our jokies. as most of you have been listening to the show. It is one of the weirder shows we've done, but you know what? who cares right. I mean, you're gonna go into the weekend going that was just unique. Yeah, I know that's fun about it, isn't it? That's the fun. All right, here we go. Ready? I got one, two, three. They're they're one liners, but they're cute, and I and I like some of these because they're they're cute. Okay, ready? All right. I have that person wait because I I gotta do this. Ready? Here's the first one. My life has a superb cast, but I can't figure out the plot. See? Do you get the Okay. I used to be indecisive, but now I'm not sure. You don't like that? That's a good one. Okay. Uh, what if there were no hypothetical questions? <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Uh, no sense in being pessimistic. It wouldn't work anyway. <laughs> That's good. Cool. I used to have a handle on life, uh, but it broke. <laughs> I love that. Here's my favorite. I've said this one before, but I love this one. You're just jealous because the voices only talk to me. I <laughs> This is so good. Uh, and then finally, God uh, must love stupid people. He made so many of them. Okay, there you go. Uh, you can't uh, can't argue with all those, can you? All right. Persons on hold, ready to go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? David. Shabbat shalom.
2: It's your friend, Samson.
0: Hey, Samson. How are you? Hey, very good okay I don't know if you've been listening to this whole show but it's a unique one. <laughs>
2: oh, I I think I like the last one That that's very true that there are a lot of stupid people <laughs> <that's the> reality.
0: <laughs> seems like a reality ah oh, that's just too funny alright <laughs> okay true or false Moses was buried in Jerusalem well it. God can do it,
2: but it's wrong.
0: It's wrong? That means it's false!
2: Oh, yeah, it's false. <laughs> awesome, brother. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, I say I just want to say hi and to answer.
0: Now, that's great. And you know what I like about Sergio calling in and asking that question? This is what I love. Hey, I just want to ask you a question about life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like great. It's like, that's yeah. so great. Don't you love that? I love that.
2: Yes, me too.
0: Just the right, and right spirit.
2: You, yeah. Thank you, David, for using the humor and making people laugh uh, because that's a uh, a free medicine for a lot of us. Yeah. To have, have a laughter.
0: Yeah. I hear you. I feel you. I mean, I love it myself. So it's a, it's a great blessing for me. Yes, we love
2: you, David, and you you are a true uh, shining star for the kingdom.
0: Yeah, I'm shining. I don't know about a star. <laughs>
2: I'll just leave it at
0: the shining part. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Yes. Well,
2: we love you, and you have
0: a Shabbat Shalom, buddy. You too. God bless. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, great call. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate everybody. You know, I... I it's it's one of those things where you like on Earth we don't know right I mean you kind of go with the flow and like I got this teaching here and it's similar to the teaching we did like two days ago Nah I don't want to teach it <laughs> That's how I feel Isn't that terrible And it's like well that's not the really the way you do it Here's the thing about about the great thing about the kingdom of God and about your relationship with Jesus Christ This is not a you know one plus one plus one plus one plus one plus one, plus one equation do you know in one part in the Gospel of Mark, it says that Jesus was teaching and he sat in a circle. Okay, people don't even think about that. It's like, well, why did he sit in a circle? I mean, that just kind of seems weird because in, in our society, everybody teaches. Somebody's up front. Everybody's in the back, kind of like the, the teacher classroom kind of mentality. Then in the next portion of Scripture, he does teach that way when he had, he's sitting on a boat and everybody is uh, on the shore looking at him. And so people are like, well, see, that's how Jesus teaches. And it's like, yeah, but he also taught in a circle. And the thing that I that I get out of that when I read that, like in my devotions, is what we try to do in putting God in a box and how he engages with us. It's like so dumb because that's not who he is. He's much bigger, much broader, much wider. The way into the kingdom is as narrow as you could possibly think of. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. Once you're in the kingdom, it's as wide as your brain can possibly grasp. It goes from one end to the other. God does certain things for certain people in one way, different for another way. And you're thinking, well, why is that? It's not that he loves people, one group more than the other. It's that God knows perfectly how to deal with everybody. And even though you don't like and I don't like some of the things the Lord brings us through, he does it for our benefit. He's the only father that has ever only disciplined for our wellness. He's the only one ever. And so your Christianity, it's not just a lineup. It's not just everybody gets together, lines up, we do exactly the same, we say the same, we think the same. That is the farthest thing from the truth. There are 12 tribes in Israel. And one of the things I'm studying, I'm doing this Joshua study. Yet another study. Anyway, I'm doing this Joshua study and there's these, these border differences between all the tribes. And the borders are really, they're really, really fine and defined. And it's very specific as to what those borders are. And within those borders on each tribe is somewhat of a different culturalistic approach to things, especially when you Compare the the tribe of Benjamin or the tribe of Gad with the tribe of Levi. You're like going, "That's these guys are like this is a different planet." And remember, when they were moving as a as a nation with the Ark of the Covenant in the middle of them, it'd be one group in the front, one group in the back, and two groups on the side. Right, three, 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 and three. And what's amazing about that is. One, two, three of them, actually all four of them, had a different viewpoint on the whole process that was going on, yet they were all Israel. But if you were in the front – You'd be seeing one vision. If you were on the right, you'd be seeing another and things to the right. On the left, you'd be seeing another and things on the left. If you were behind, you'd be seeing mostly the ark and the other people. Plus, you'd be looking every once in a while behind you. And it's like the idea is all of these visions, all of these processes are different. And what we try to do is we try to create a fake or a bizarre conformity. Unity is not conformity in regards to our existence with the lord it is conformity when it comes to the way of salvation it is conformity to the essential truths of the gospel but how you perceive the end times how you engage at your church what you dress for on a sunday that's not part of the that's not an essential I like to be comfortable. I like to wear a suit for the Lord. I like to be in between. Okay. How is that an essential? How does that even come close to the blood of Jesus Christ? All of that to say it's not the exact same for everybody all the time in every facet. My Christian, I've been a Christian for 43 years. I almost can tell you, every other six months it's different. (laughs) That's not even a joke. Even true on this show let alone for you and for me and for how we engage with one another. If God's doing something different in your life, go with it. He might want to open your eyes to something you've never seen before. And that, my friends, that's a great relationship. That's what you want. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAM 770, the True station here in Texas. going to take a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere.
1: Such support is terribly appreciated knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The David
0: Spoon experience. Top 10 things people won't say when they see a Christian bumper sticker or a fish on a car. Right? Have we done this before? We done comes similar but not exactly this. Here's that uh, number 10. Look Let's stop that car and ask those folks how we can become Christians. (laughs) Uh, How often does that happen to you folks? Never? Okay. All right. Uh, Nine. Don't worry, Billy. Those people are Christians. They must have a good reason for driving 90 miles an hour. these are too good not to share. uh number eight what a joy to be sharing the highway with another car of spirit-filled brothers and sisters i don't even know what that means so i'm just gonna pass on that one uh number seven isn't it wonderful god bless that christian couple with a brand new bmw yeah that's just uh, wonderful uh number six dad how come people who drive like that don't get thrown in jail uh dad can we get a bumper sticker like that too See you got to you got to you got to think on some of those. Uh five, stay clear of those folks Martha, if they get raptured that car's going to be all over the road. Okay. And then uh, number four, oh look, the Christian woman is getting a chance to share Jesus with that police officer. <laughs> <laughs> he's great or what? Uh number three, no that's not garbage coming out of their window, Bert. It's probably gospel tracks for the road workers. That's so funny. Number two, oh boy, we're in trouble now. We just rear ended one of God's cars. And then number one, quick Alice honk the Horner. They won't know that we love Jesus. All right. Those were pretty good. Come on. All right. Those are, if you're not laughing. Hey, hey,
2: hey, hey. Uh,
0: Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. We get ready for our next trivia question. You guys should know this, but it's still a good question. By what river? By what river did an Egyptian princess find a baby in a basket boat? By what river—now, now you know I'm talking about Mo, right? I'm Pharaoh's daughter. By what river did an Egyptian princess find a baby in a basket boat? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. And we're going to send you to the website as we often do. The big thing about the website for this little discussion is if you can give, fantastic. If you can't, God bless you. I hope the Lord puts you in a position where you can give. And uh, if you're not sure what to do, pray about it. But don't feel guilty no matter what you do. At the minimum, what I'm asking is if you can't do 60 bucks, Give me 60 seconds and pray for the show and pray for the ministry. Check out he must
2: Prayer request?
0: He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must org. I still like that one. Uh, that's 360 an hour, I think. If I get there, is that right? That's is that or is that yeah? That's, is that or is that wrong? What's sixty? I don't know. Uh, I think Chris that's and i hundred an hour. What is it? 3600 an hour? Okay, I'm uh, I'm having a private conversation with Chris, so you guys don't have to No. <laughs> you know, we have a life here, right? We have a discussion. We talk. Okay. <clears throat> Um, trivia question I'll ask it again you guys should know this one though Uh, by what river did an Egyptian princess find a baby in a basket boat and yes we're talking about Mo if you're trying to figure that out you can reach us 972-445-0770 you can text in 214-210-8483 as well you can send an email david at org. Okay, <clears throat> all right. So, oh, somebody is calling in, and you, that's a sparing of the rest of the people. I do have a really good message that uh, um, I'm going to share. So, just get ready for that. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. But first, somebody's going to answer the trivia questions. So let's do that first. Ready? <phone rings> this is David. Who am I talking to? Oh,
2: David, you're talking to Deborah. Hi,
0: Deborah. It's so wonderful to hear from you. Alright. I know you are gonna know this. Even though you're gonna say you're gonna guess, I know you know it. Okay? Because I have this feeling in my heart you do. By by what river did the Egyptian princess find a baby in a basket boat? Was it denial? Yes, that is correct. You are one hundred percent correct. And that's where that great joke comes in. Denial is not just a river in Egypt, right? I mean, that's... Right. (laughs) Excellent job. I hope you're enjoying the show. A little weirder today, but we'll get back on track in this next segment, maybe. Yeah,
2: it's a great show as usual. You know, we all love it.
0: (laughs) I appreciate that. It's very sweet of you to say. I do appreciate it. And y'all have a great weekend. You too. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, let's do our history, uh, history, history.
2: All right,
0: it's National Jelly Bean Day. Okay, right? You like that? You all right with that? I like that? jelly beans. Yeah, I do too. Uh, uh, this is when I just don't understand this at all. This is take our daughters and our sons to work day. I don't think I would do that. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever done now I understand that it's a good thing to do, I just don't think I've ever done that. Is that bad? Oh well. Uh it is uh in God We Trust Day. <clears throat> Too bad that's not every day, but on April twenty second, eighteen sixty four, hundred and fifty seven, so one hundred and fifty eight years ago, uh Congress passed an act uh allowing for in God we trust to appear on the US coins. The real thing I have to say about that is gee, if we would just do it and not print it. Wouldn't that be swell? Uh, this day in nineteen seventy eight. I actually remember this. The Blues brothers make their first appearance on Saturday night live. That's right. And then in nineteen ninety-four, uh, first left handed heavyweight boxing champion Michael Moore defeats Evander Holyfield for the title. First lefty. So just let you know. I actually have a text. What? A teaching? What? It's amazing. All right, here we go. First Kings chapter 16 verse 36 through 37. Here's what it says. Ready? At the time for offering the evening sacrifice, Elijah the prophet approached the altar and said, "Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, today let it be known that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that at your word I have done all these things. Answer me, Lord," Answer me so that this people will know that you, Yahweh, are God and that you have turned their hearts back. So I want you to just this is so I love stuff like this. I just wish you could go back and see it kind of thing, but God answers prayers because he loves us. Let's not let's not lose sight. God doesn't do anything outside of his this framework of love in the capacity that that's a part of his character. So for those that want him and enjoy him and acknowledge him and surrender to him, everything is encompassed into that love process. So when God answers your prayers, even if it takes time, it, it's purposeful, and the point behind that is for you to understand and trust that he loves you. And so Elijah was a pretty powerful guy. All right, powerful enough. He gets not just the Old Testament references, but he's on the Mount of Transfiguration. Plus, he's uh, mentioned in James. I mean, it's you know he's, he's he's well thought of is a nice way to put it, as well as of course other books like Malachi and so on and so forth. So he says, answer me. Now, there's not one of us that have prayed a prayer that that you haven't hoped God would answer. I mean, what would you pray for if you're not? Uh, I, I'm going to pray this Lord, but I don't want you to answer me. Nobody does that. Let's just. Stupid, weird, or whatever. But he says this, answer me so that. You see those two words? I mean, it's a little in their own framework. But now he's going to say why he wants the answer. And most of the time, and it's true, and it's normal, most of the time we will ask God to do something because – we need something, and that helps our worms and fuzzies. It's true. It's just – don't lie. It's like I don't ask God to provide our, our finances uh, for the radio show or for Noel and I because uh, of anything but I'd like to pay the bills. <laughs> I'm just being honest, right? But there's this other element to answered prayer that we skip by or we miss, and Elijah did not. He said, answer me so this people will know that you are God. He wanted his prayer answered, get this, as a testimony to God. Now just, I know we, we would give glory in our hearts, but think about what he's trying to communicate. Think about what he's saying. I want you to answer this prayer, God, because it will honor you and bring glory to you. Isn't that amazing? It's like, oh. I want to be a Christian, too. I mean, it's like I want that attitude. I want that disposition so that people will know you are God and that you've turned their hearts back. You've turned people towards others. Answer this prayer for the sake of your people, for the sake of others, for the sake of your name. Let it be a blessing. And I think sometimes we pray, and it's so self-centered and so self-oriented. Let's think that sometimes maybe we should share with one another what we're praying. So that when it, it does kind of best, other people can be blessed by it. And there's words, it can't just all be focused in. It has to be focused out. I mean, this is all and we won't have to do it, but this is all what the DNA is all about. You know, it's like you're supposed to draw closer to the Lord, right? How often are we supposed to draw closer to the Lord? Daily. Daily. We're never supposed to be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Ever. And then what we're supposed to do is we're all, always be ready to 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 to, to, to serve. serve to serve. So the the whole idea behind that is others are involved, not just us. And so even when you're praying, even this would be a great caveat for us to add to our prayer, Lord. If this prayer can glorify Your name and be a blessing to others, see what we would do if we were genuine and we said that. We would be wanting to share. See, that's that Christian spirit that you want to have. And this is one of the reasons why you you hear me. And I harp on this. I, I don't have a problem telling you. I harp on us praying for one another and praying for the audience and praying for things. Because when those victories come about, it's a shared victory and God gets the honor. And the glory. That's a right thing. And I always, I don't know about you guys, I always have more faith when I'm praying for others. When I'm praying for myself, sometimes I'm squeaking it. <laughs> Come on, God, you know, that little high pitch thing you do. Elijah wanted the prayer answered so that the people would know that Yahweh was God and that he was turning their hearts towards him. That's a right spirit to have, one that we should all seek to walk and operate in. Okay? You're not going to do it by yourself. You need God's help to do it. But it's a great spirit to have. Okay, All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, then come back. Don't go anywhere.
1: You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, A non-denominational background, David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience.
0: The David Spoon Experience. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just being honest right? Because I'll pull from, I'm, I'm Jewish, I was trained well, and I you pull from multiple directions. This was one of those things. So I kind of needed to recognize that sometimes I'm obnoxious, and I need to make up for it. And the whole point of me telling you this is sometimes you will do things that doesn't necessarily mean you're wrong, but because you didn't have the right spirit going on when it happened, you need to make up for it. Now, by that, I mean this. So Noel uh, found out uh, yesterday, that she had to get up at 4:30 this morning because the president of "quote unquote" the company was coming in because they were doing a remodel and her section was one of the sections that are being remodeled. So she had to be at work at six in order to be there. Okay, all right. So uh, now I'm already I'm not in the doghouse or anything. I just you know feeling like I I could have done better. So you know what I did? And I'm telling you this for a reason. I got up at 5 in the morning, and I sat with her for about a half hour while she was getting ready, right? And I encouraged her because I knew she was really tired. And then she went to work, and I went back to bed (laughs) for at least an hour and a half until the dog said, that's enough out of you. Get up. You know, that was a whole separate thing. The reason that I bring it up is not because – I did something brilliant. That's exactly not the case. fact, <laughs> The reason that I had to make it up is because I didn't do something brilliant. But it dawned on me that it is okay – or not okay, but it's probably right for you and I when we're in relationships and we do something that's a little far off or maybe not as uh, authentically Christian as we generally need to be, that we're allowed to make up for it. And so what I was trying to do was communicate with her, I love you, I'm kind of sorry, okay, I'm sorry, all right, I'm totally sorry because I'm up at 5 a.m. that uh, I, yeah, I I didn't, I wasn't like nicer about the whole thing. And so whatever happened by getting up at 5 in the morning, last night went bye-bye. And my point in making that um Sharing that with you is simply sometimes we can do things that is a way to say I'm with you without doing a whole bunch, and that will just make some of the dumber things less painful or less dumb. Oh. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. We're getting ready to do our last trivia question. Now, this one is a good question, but I need you to think. You need to think. That means, uh, uh oh, putting the cap on. Here we go. What kind of people, and by that I mean, How were they functioning? What kind of people did Moses send into the promised land from the wilderness at Kadesh? What kind of people? What was their, what's the word I'm looking for? What was their occupation? Joanne and Cordelia didn't even, I didn't get to finish. You guys are so smart. (laughs) What was their occupation? The kind of people. That Moses sent into the promised land from the wilderness of Kadesh. You know, what kind of people were there? Okay? All right. All right. Somebody's calling in already. You have that chance, by the way, still to, uh, to text anyway, Two one four two one zero eight four eight three. You can also send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. You can uh, get a bunch of people together and then try and do spelling with all of the body movements. I just don't think that will work, and we certainly wouldn't be able to see it, but you could try. Uh, somebody ready? Yep. Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Yes, sir. That's Will Rogers. Hi, Will. How are you, brother? I'm great. I hope you're more better. I am doing better. It's one of the more unique shows that we've done, but I love it. I love that we just have the freedom to do it. That's what makes live radio so much fun. So you just never know what's going to happen from time to time. All right, my brother. I I just know you're going to get this. Get this and help the people understand. What kind of person did Moses send into the promised land from the wilderness at Kadesh? What what did they kind of do?
2: Well, I think they were recon marines. Some would call them spies. That is correct.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was great. That was such a good answer. They were recon marines. like, wow, they were spies. That is exactly correct. They went in to spy out the land and uh, and to bring back a report. And remember, 10 of them brought back a not great report, and two of them brought back a very good report, Joshua and Caleb. And uh, that is exactly correct, so they could uh, have an idea of what they were heading into. Excellent job, my brother. Very, very good.
2: Yes, sir. You have a blessed day.
0: You too. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye bye. <laughs> that was the first time I've ever heard anybody use that in any terminology that we've ever done on in ten years. They were recon Marines. That was genius. Okay, I'm gonna I uh, share. Let's see. We got that. We did that. Is there anything I'm missing? I don't. Th- I think we've actually covered everything, which mm-hmm. is kind of amazing. We actually sn- snuck in the DNA. That was pretty good. Uh, I want you to note next week uh, there's some a little more intense teaching. I'm not talking about camping. I mean it's just intense teaching. And then uh, we are going to be uh, pushing through a little bit more on Nehemiah and switching Nehemiah out for the book of Job. Plus we're going to be doing um, – I can't remember if it was – I think it's James. James and Job and one other one. No, I'm just going to – they're just all over <laughs> <laughs> it'll be there, okay? Uh, but listen to this. Now, this is really, I, I want to share this. And I want to be careful how I do it because there's some people out there that, look it. Um, we've been talking about laughter being a very powerful medicine. It is. The Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse four says there's a time to laugh. There is a time for it. So for those people that say laughter is not from the Lord, they don't know their Bible. Just ignore that. That's just silly, okay? All right. That's number one. Number two, Sometimes the things in our lives and the things that we deal with get uh, really oppressive. And if we're not careful, we can really focus uh, like inwardly, like in the suffering process. And I'm going to share something with you, and I'm going to be careful how I say it. This is not the only solution. This is not the, boy. if you don't do it this way, you're not doing it right. But this is a potential help. Whenever you're feeling so down and so blue and you just – you kind of need to snap out of it. Like it's like I just got to break this or something. So I want to read this story to you. I want you to listen to it. And even if you don't use this personally, this is really good for you to know to share with others. That's what I'd say. It's a helper. Okay? Okay. Not a professional anything. It's a biblical helper. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 4, 5, 6, and 7, uh, referring to Elijah. But he went on a day's journey into the wilderness. He sat down under a broom tree and prayed that he might die. He said, I have had enough, Lord. Take my life, for I'm no better than my father's. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. Suddenly an angel touched him, and the angel told him, get up and eat. And then he looked, and there was at his head was a loaf of bread baked over hot stones and a jug of water. So he ate, and he drank, and he laid down again. Then the angel of the Lord returned a second time and touched him. He said, get up and eat, for the journey for the journey will be too much for you, so he got up and he ate and he drank, and then on the strength from that food, he walked forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. So this is a story about Elijah when he was running for his life when Jezebel threatened to kill him. and we did this uh, teach uh, Tuesday. sometimes when you're on top. Uh, The enemy comes at you, snipes at you, and you kind of go down and you kind of get discouraged. Some people will come back from a worship conference. They're on a super-duper spiritual high or or a teaching conference or anything like that or even Easter weekend if you're a participant. And you you get down and you're like really bluesy and really down afterwards because there was such a spiritual enlightenment. You're just like – Right? So he had that, and then the enemy attacked him through Jezebel. And so Elijah went, he booked, he hit the road, he went on a day's journey, sat down as he was searching out for God. He just sat down, he goes, I've had it. I've had enough. I'm done. And then people are, are, you can try and read into that. He says, I've had enough, take my life. I'm no better than anybody else okay i, I don 't disregard that i 'm no better than anybody else. He was just feeling all of it at the one time, certainly he had a powerful, powerful uh, ministry, powerful miracles taking place that takes a lot out of people i mean Jesus was uh, apparently was exhausted enough to f- fall asleep on a ship i mean there 's a lot there, so the angel gets to him, he wanted to die couldn 't take any more and by the way, he was feeling worthless and that 's a big thing right there is that you 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 get caught in the discouragement of it all, and sometimes you just feel like, oh, it's worthless. And you got a message from God. And there were three things that the message from God communicated. I know this is crazy, but I've always found this to be very helpful at low points. Eat, drink, and sleep. Eat, drink, and Sleep. And look for a touch from God. Eat, drink, and sleep. That's what happened twice. And then the angel touched him twice. So from a physical angle, we would just think that's good advice. <laughs> I mean, you're exhausted. You need to eat. You need to sleep. You know, what, what happens when you get sick? What do we tell people to do? Okay. Go to bed, go take a nap, go sleep. I mean, this what we tell them, right? If you were in a Jewish home, eat this matzo ball, <laughs> then go take a nap, right? Jewish penicillin, right? From a spiritual remedy, there needs to be some eating, some drinking, and some resting. Jesus even said to his disciples, come be apart and rest a while. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no error in that. Jesus is the one who said that. And then be looking for a touch from God. And what that means is it doesn't mean that you're always going to actually have now Elijah's ministry is a little more in depth, so I think the actual angel probably showed up and touched him and kind of thing. but for us, unless the Lord uses an angel which he might uh be aware that the Lord may want to just touch you just just you know just have communion with you, have a refreshment, have a recharge to your system don't be um don't be allowing the negative and the dark to overwhelm you. You don't have to do that. You're not abnormal because you feel depressed or discouraged, okay? I just there's just something about the church not handling that I think very well. It's not an abnormal process. We're on a sinful planet in a sinful society with continual bombardment, not just for temptation, but for every other bad, possible, foul thing that anybody could ever think of. And it happens all the time on a continual, continual basis. And our refuge is in the Lord. So we already know that. And look for the Lord to touch. Look for that heavenly moment. Look for that thing, that simple thing. And I know I'm actually not saying to look for a sign. I'm actually saying be sensitive to the Lord kind of communicating to you. That's what I'm saying, because I don't want you to be looking for signs. And you know, I always think of that preacher who's. He's, he said he was looking for a sign from God. He's in the pulpit. The next thing you know, he's holding a 55-mile-an-hour speed sign. And he goes, well, I don't know what it is, but it seems to comfort me. It's just like, see, you got to watch stuff like that. Here's the bottom line. If you're under the thumb, eat, drink, and sleep. Get get some eat, eat, fellowship, and food, drink. Get some liquid in you and drink of the Holy Spirit. Get some sleep. Get some rest spiritually and physically and Heighten your awareness to be connecting to God and allow him to touch you and give you strength for the rest of the journey. Try that. I know. It's simple, but it's good. It's effective. And it's helped many, many people, myself included. Okay? All right, folks, you have been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 72 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
1: Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.